high and low, hot and cold. I looked everywhere for what I need, but now I know. Now I know I'm going back to loving me. And through the pain, the fire it made, I wouldn't change a single thing. Found a way to make it work stronger for the road that. But now I know. Now I know. I'm going back to loving me. And that was my brand new theme song that Danny McGaw and his lovely wife Rita sang back up to and wrote and performed the whole thing while he was in quarantine with his family. Thank you so much, Danny. And you can find Danny's music on iTunes and DannyMagaw.net. Welcome to SOS, Soulfully Observant Sage. I am your host, Jennifer Elizabeth Masters. Thank you so much for being here. Tonight's show is all about moving beyond depression and anxiety. And you'll love my segment at the end of each show called, Hope There's No Children Listening, It's All Bullshit. So, you know, if we're all geared for happiness, why are so many people suffering with depression and anxiety? So for those with the scientific bent, my friend Howard, according to the NIH, an estimated 17.3 million adults in the United States had at least one major depressive episode, and this number represented 7.1% of all adults, and the prevalence of major depressive episode is higher among adult females, 8.7% compared to males, 5.3%, we'll talk about what that's the reason behind that in a moment. Now, the prevalence of adults with a major depressive episode was highest among individuals aged 18 to 25. Social media, you know. The prevalence of a major depressive episode was highest among adults reporting two or races, but two or more races. All right, so depression in America costs society $210 $210 billion a year, according to the newest data available. And yet, about 40% of this money is associated with depression itself. Anxiety and depression are flip sides of the same coin, which is often why they show up together. 
Sadness and grief are normal emotions that we experience from time to time. Well, what is major depressive or depression? So depression is a state of low mood, reduction in vitality, vigor, life force. You just feel generally malaise. It's an aversion to activity. You want to lay around. You lack motivation. It affects your thoughts, your behavior, your feelings, and sense of well-being. You may feel sadness, hopelessness, difficulty in thinking and concentration, weight gain or loss, a decrease in appetite. You may be craving high-carb foods, feeling dejected, low self-esteem, irritation, anger, rage, and sometimes suicidal thoughts. And depressed people tend to hide under the covers and not be around other people. Inflammation is often associated with depression, which can cause physical pain, including low back pain. Guilt, especially excessive guilt, is coupled with depression, insomnia, not being able to sleep, or maybe wanting to sleep all of the time. Lack of joy in activities that used to bring you pleasure, including sex, worry, uneasiness, and fear can all show up with depression. It can be either short-term or long-term. So the hint here for people with depression, moving, move your body, set small goals, do moving meditation, especially outside in nature, and we will get more specific in a few moments. So you want to engage in the here and now. Moving the body is imperative and a self-love activity. There are effective treatments for depression like therapy, exercise, diet, and energy healing. And now for the anxious, what is anxiety? Well, anxiety is an emotion. It could be characterized by unpleasant a state of turmoil inside, accompanied by nervous behavior, maybe pacing, physical complaints. It's like ruminating or stewing over thoughts, feelings of dread, unpleasant feelings over anticipated events. Anxiety is a feeling of uneasiness, worry, and someone with anxiety could easily describe it. It's usually generalized as an unfocused overreaction to a situation that is seen as menacing. We may have obsessive thoughts that loop and repeat, which can be described as overly analytical. And with this anxiety, you could also have an acid stomach, acid reflex, reflux, all these types of things associated with fear. You can feel overwhelmed. And people that have anxiety typically breathe very shallowly and often find themselves thinking obsessively, attempting to avoid the situation that caused the anxiety in the first place. You may have a feeling of wanting to dodge situations or people. And here's the, the clicker here, the clincher. Anxiety can be the precursor to depression. So the hint for people with anxiety is deep belly breathing. This will help you tremendously. People that have anxiety are typically breathing very shallowly. So taking a deep breath from the belly, filling your lungs completely, and focusing on this breath is very important. So it's been said that depression comes from living in the past, while anxiety is from living in the future. Happiness comes from living in the present moment. And that's where we want to be. So what are some of the causes of depression? 
of feelings of helplessness, sexual trauma, rape, abuse, physical or emotional abandonment, unreleased anger from any of the above. Now, a death of a loved one could cause depression. A divorce could kick off depression. Conflict with a partner or friends could also increase the action of depression, but it also can be a predisposition genetically from parents. So what can you do right now? So for depression, one of the most important things is to be mindful. Notice what your thoughts are thinking. Activate your vagus nerve. Now, what's the vagus nerve? It is the longest nerve in the body. And activating this can actually heal depression in itself. It is the nerve that starts at the left side of the brain, runs all the way down the neck, through every one of the organs. And how can you activate the vagus nerve? Cold showers, lying on your right side, putting your feet in cold water, and deep breathing. So for both anxiety and depression, deep breathing is very important. So meditation has been proven to help with depression and scientifically proven. So all of these things can help you. You can take my depression quiz on my website, jenniferelizabethmasters.com. All right, so what are some signs that you're depressed? You might have clutter in your home or car. You might not want to shower, shave, or put your makeup on. You may not care at all about how you look. You could be emotionally reactive, leave things on the floor, bills unpaid, don't want to return phone calls, you feel overwhelmed, reduced libido, feeling unloved, feeling unwanted, you could gain weight or lose weight. You may be focused on eating vibrational foods that are low, like comfort foods, unconscious eating or sex, short attention span, inability to fall asleep or stay asleep. So negative thoughts that won't stop general malaise, body pains. So... When I recognized that I was depressed, and I'd been that way for well over 20 years, probably three decades, I was prescribed Prozac. And I went on Prozac for a very short time, probably about three months, and I fell asleep at the wheel while driving to work. I went three exits past my work exit, don't know how I got there, believe me, I wasn't drinking. And that very day, I told my doctor, that's it. I'm not taking it anymore. And I never took it again. I never took antidepressants again. So there are ways to heal depression without, with, <laughs> without depress, antidepressants. We're going to be talking about some of those in a little bit. So I have worked with suicidal clients. There was one in particular in Los Angeles, an attorney, and she couldn't take care of her daughter. She had to have her ex-husband take care of her daughter. She couldn't work. And in the process of working through this situation with her, her sister called me, and I did a session with her. And within 24 hours, she was no longer suicidal. So it is powerful. Energy clearings can help tremendously. And so hypnotherapy, energy healing, cognitive therapy, coupled with energy healing, Bach flower remedies, the star of Bethlehem, 
taking supplements like serotonin, SAMe. Happy Camper is another thing that you could take. It, it's an over-the-counter herbal remedy. I'll tell you what's in that in just a minute. Vitamin B helps St. John's wort. Drink more water. Take vitamin D. And also, of course, get outside in the sunlight every day. Eat fish, especially omega-3s. Uh, Walking out at sunrise, this is something the Native Americans used to do to heal depression. And, of course, exercise is really important to get the body moving. And diet is very important. Okay, so we have got a caller on the line, and I know she's calling from the East East Coast. So I'm going to take this caller right now. Uh, can, can, we, can we talk to – it's Star, right? Yes, yes. Okay, let me take her call. I don't want to keep her waiting. Hi there, Star. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for staying up to to listen to my show. I appreciate it. I would miss it. Um, I do have a question for you. With the depression and anxiety, I know not to look in the past or project the future, but what if it's happening in your present? How do you recommend dealing with that? Like if it's in your face, in All the present. In the present. Okay. So, so it, this is a relationship thing, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So can, can we talk a little bit first about what happened with you? Would you mind telling a little bit of your story? No, I don't mind at all. Actually, I have two great stories, but I'll tell, we'll stay on the one with my son. Um, I have a very strained relationship with my 21-year-old son. Uh, he's in the Army. He got married, and once he got married, his wife, didn't care for me for whatever reason, and I haven't been allowed to see the grandchild. There's two now, and Jennifer knows I was just torn up, and I worked with Jennifer, and she told me what to do, and I did it, and within less than two days, we had a trip booked to go see them, and it was a wonderful weekend. I could not believe it. Um... And now we're under quarantine, so the new baby's been born under quarantine, so I haven't got to meet him yet. But it definitely worked. But we still have the wife started up some other issues. So sometimes it's in my face again. Okay. Okay. So what it feels to me like, Star, is that, she feels threatened in some way, like she's going to lose something by giving something to you. And, and so if, if you can um, let her know uh, that you are not wanting to take anything away and maybe praise her for being a good mom or, um, you know, you could do that in a card so that you're not confronting her. But, I understand about the anxiety thing. Here's the thing is that when we are worried about what others think of us, 
we're we're not being true to ourselves. And I know you know my motto. <laughs> what others think of us is none of our business, right? And so right. take taking what she does personally, I think is part of the problem. And and you can't help where she's coming from. This this background that she's had and, and her feelings of inadequacy is making her feel like you know, she's either not good enough or that she needs to control and people control out of fear. So you're afraid of not being able to see your grandchild and your son and she's afraid of losing control. So if you can um, send her love, acceptance, let her know that you think that she's doing the best she could possibly do, be a great mom and try your best to not take it personally so that know that you are, you're grounded in who you are as opposed to worried, being worried about what's going to happen in the future with that. Because my sense is the anxiety is coming from what's, what's going to happen next. What's going to happen tomorrow? What if, are you doing that? Probably. <laughs> Wondering if I'm if I'm going to get a picture. If you know, I've gotten three so far of the baby, and he was born March thirtieth. So, mm-hmm. and that's all. Um, yeah. and it's very heartbreaking. Okay, so so I hear I hear the emotion in in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Star. How can you be okay? With what is, you can't change anyone. You know that you can't change her and you can't change your son. All that you can do is send them pink light, put them in pink light and love and stand in the truth of who you are. So, um, you know, I would just be okay with what is as opposed to worrying about controlling the situation, let go of what could possibly happen tomorrow and stay as much as you can in the present be with where you're right. at today and, and so be grateful for the pictures that i received exactly exactly now he, here's what i i just picked up is that you may be feeling like that's not how you would be and that's the thing is that we all are raised with different filters and different backgrounds. And so, well, I look back at how I was in my 20s. I'm not the same person today. Thank God. Um, so, so, you know, she's young, too, and inexperienced. And I'm sure that as her self-esteem grows and her confidence grows in being a mother, she's going to allow you in more to see her more spend more time with the grandkids. Because I am a good Mimi. And yeah. Michael knows that. So. <laughs> yes, you oh, are. I, I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just do your best to be okay with what is, because that's the thing about being present with what's happening right now. Keep yourself busy in your own life and stop worrying about what, could happen or what might happen or what won't happen. So kind of head down and focus on you and what you are doing and then let the other things just fall into place gracefully. 
Okay. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Star. Thanks for calling. I love you, dear. I love you. Talk. Okay. Bye. Okay, so we have another caller, I believe. Is this is this Michelle? Is this Michelle? Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> How's the quarantine going? The quarantine is actually going very well. Me and uh, Laylee are doing some diamond artwork right now. Pretty relaxing. <laughs> So I just I'll just say that uh, Michelle and I worked together. Uh, I guess we've worked together about two years, right? D- did you did yep. you come to me for depression at some point? Um, lots the, of different things. Huh? <laughs> in the beginning. In the beginning, yes. Um, also help with sorting my life out, anxiety, and just kind of we grew from there. We grew from there. So do you have a... how to... What were you learning how to do? Learning how to be in the present moment, learning how to love myself. Did that help with your anxiety? Yes, very much so. Okay. Good, good. So do you have a question for tonight? You know, I don't really have a question for tonight. Um, Just kind of listening in. Wanted to, you know, thank you for all that you've done for me and my entire family. You've always been there for us and always guided me and guided my family into how to better ourselves and how to be happy being still and focusing on what's important. And and probably all of that prepared you for this time to be in such close close quarters for so long, right? Yes, it absolutely does. It very, very much does. So you're not worrying about the future? I mean, I think we all worry a little bit about the future, But I think that, you know, with your guidance and help and constant communication uh, with you, I'm more able to enjoy the present moment. What what did you think worked best for your anxiety, Michelle? Being in the present moment, not thinking about what is going to happen in the future, not thinking about what had happened in the past and just, you know, taking it one day at a time. And enjoying every day for what it is. Do you, do you use mantras still? Because I know that's one of the things that help to keep you present, right? You know, yes, um, I did use them for a very long time. But, you know, with all things, even when we find something that we know helps a lot, as time goes on, we don't use them as often. But, you know, this is actually a good reminder for me to start up again. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Awesome. But yes, I was using them daily for a very long time. You know, right when I woke up, before I went to bed, setting my intentions before I went to bed, and those are definitely things that really did help. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's good because um, having 
having yourself being able to be in the present moment, I'm sure it's helping you with your daughter and your husband, and you have an extended family together. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your call, Michelle. Thanks for calling. I send lots of no love problem. to you, Diane, Laylee, too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I look forward to speaking with you again soon. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks. Bye. Okay. So, being in the present moment. <laughs> okay. So, so that, I think, kind of nails the causes of anxiety. You know, worrying about the future. Thinking thoughts like, if only I had more money. If only I had that job. If only I wasn't laid off. If, if only he would notice me. If only I had a better relationship with my son and his wife, I would be happy. So when we stop putting our happiness on hold to have everything perfect, our anxiety is reduced. We have this idea that we have to have everything that society teaches us that we need to have to be happy. And yet, really, the happiness comes from within. So the thoughts could be, I hope I don't get fired. I hope I don't die from the virus. I hope he doesn't reject me. Whatever those thoughts are, a worrisome or anxious thought is formed when we project ourselves into the future and we imagine something going wrong. You know, we may even pay, play a movie in our mind, imagining and seeing that vision and event of, of it happening in the future. And what we could possibly do is put so many en much energy and a spin on it that it does get created. So one of the things that, that has been proven to increase anxiety is social media. And it's interesting because there's a study done in the U.K., and half of the social media users said that social media changed their lives. 51% said not for the better. And 45% said they felt worried or uncomfortable when email and Facebook weren't available. So it's, it's not the being on social media that makes people uncomfortable. It's not being able to get on it. And then... Um, Two-thirds had difficulty sleeping after social media usage. So it's not recommended to be on social media an hour or two before bed. Actually, if you can shut your computer down at least two hours before bedtime, it'll allow you to sort of slow down the thinking and the worries. So worries are not caused by external circumstances, but by internal worrying thoughts. There was a study performed by the National Institutes of Health that found that people with anxiety are four times more likely to visit the doctor or be hospitalized for any kind of psychiatric disorder than someone without it. So I'll tell you a little bit about my story for your understanding. You know, I'm no longer defined by my past. Um, I've forgiven everyone involved. And I'm happy with me, as my theme song suggests. And though the path was hard, I wouldn't change a thing because it made me who I am today. But 
what I want to say, and I'm illustrating a point with my story, that the, the things of the past, the situations of the past, if we leave them to just kind of stew within us, like put them on ignore, they do not go away. We have to work through them. Otherwise, we end up depressed. And depression is actually a signpost that something's not right. Anxiety is a signpost that something's not right. So for me, I, as a child, I had more, more than my share of trauma. I was born the wrong sex. My mother preferred boys. I was constantly put in harm's way. And no matter how I begged her to not leave me with my babysitter, she ignored my cries for help. And that created a feeling of helplessness. Molestation added to the feeling of guilt and shame. And to top it all off, my mother was a narcissist. I tried desperately to please her so that she'd show me love. When I wanted to go to university, my dad told me, well, you're a girl and I don't want to waste my money educating you because you're just going to get married and have babies. So add all of that into the mix. Fast forward 30 years, several, several MRS degrees in life. I began to realize that my negative thoughts were literally killing me. I had been repressing my feelings of anger and rage, and they'd begun to bubble up in my 30s. Feelings of victimization led me to be further victimized. We attract the energy that we carry or that we hold. I had victimization and pain in my heart, and I continued to attract it until I healed the past. So it wasn't until I began to recognize that all of the illnesses, and I had plenty, fibromyalgia, Epstein-Barr, depression, anxiety, it all had to do with self-hatred. You know, my brother throwing me against the wall and nobody coming to my aid, nobody stepping in. This helplessness led to deep repression of rage, of nobody coming to help me. Maybe you've had that experience with a sibling. I spent the next 20 years becoming my own parent and loving myself in ways I didn't feel my mother loved me. I studied, I learned, and began to understand the source of my depression and, and anxiety were from the low self-esteem and the thoughts I was thinking. Negative thoughts, self-pity, and complaining kill our spirit our drive, and reduce our life force. Loving and accepting all parts of ourselves, even those we don't particularly like, is key to a happy life on all levels. We have a tendency to look outside of ourselves for happiness. You know, when I get the job, I'll be happy. When I get the great wife, I'll be happy, or the great husband, I'll be happy. And when that doesn't do it, and we're wondering what, what happened. Well, we need to change our focus. Instead of focusing externally, we need to focus internally. So what did I do to change my life? Well, if I had continued to do what I'd always done, I would continue to get what I'd always got. So the biggest thing that I did that shifted everything for me was taking responsibility for my happiness and health 
rather than expecting my husband to do it for me or my mother or my doctor. I questioned the doctors instead of taking what they said at face value. When they told me you'd have fibromyalgia the rest of your life, I said, not in this reality, no. I looked to find a way to heal it. I went off the Prozac when I fell asleep at the wheel. Now, I'm wanting you to make sure you talk to your doctor. I did. I did my own research. I discovered what worked for me and became certified in the modalities that helped me. I spent thousands of dollars on my healing courses and vitamins trying all sorts of different combinations, and I'm going to share with you what I did. The biggest thing that is life-changing is I began to meditate daily. Now, for the longest time, I thought there's no way I can meditate. My mind was too crazy, too much mental chatter, too noisy, and you have to sit and be quiet, right? How am I going to sit and be quiet with this crazy mind? Well, I'll tell you how I did it in a minute. So an an analysis of the results of over 18,000 scientific studies reveals that meditation is an effective tool that can aid sufferers from mental disorders and in particular depression. Practicing meditation has a positive effect on serotonin. Meditation can shift your chemistry. Depression is caused by an imbalance of chemistry. Furthermore, meditating reduces levels of cortisol, you know, a hormone that causes stress. And from stress and meditation can be practiced in many different ways. So I began to use mantras. And the mantra gave my mind something to do rather than thinking that I had to sit still and not think. It was not possible. I focused my thoughts on the positive. I stopped trying to make my mother and everyone else happy. And this took a lot longer to accomplish than I thought it would, but it did. I stopped trying to please others. I used mantras to focus my mind. I began to use these mantras every day, several times a day. I was consistent when I'd never been consistent before because it worked. I floated, I love me, through the background of my mind. And I used this mantra when I was showering, when I was driving my car, when I was walking. You heard what Star said. Cooking, cleaning. As I told myself, I loved myself. I am loved. I love me. It felt good in my body when I said it to myself. Try it right now. Just float. I am loved through the background of your mind. I am loved. One more time. Take a deep breath. I am loved. It feels good. It relaxes the body. You can tell your body likes it. Well, think of what you normally say to yourself. I'm a dumb shit. I should have known better. Why did I marry him? Why did I buy that dress? Why am I in such debt? These are the crazy things that we do to ourselves on a daily basis. We have to stop beating ourselves up with our mind. We have to use our mind for our good instead of to abuse ourselves. 
So when you become aware of what you're thinking, when I became aware of the complaining and how it didn't make me feel better, it actually increased my feelings of hopelessness. And I have a motto. This will help you remember to not complain. Bitch, moan, die alone. Bitch, moan, die alone. Nobody wants to hear you complain. It doesn't make you feel better or anyone else. So I stopped complaining. I exercised. Hey, I don't like to exercise, but I know it makes me feel good. I began to listen to uplifting music. I began to dance. Moving our bodies is what we need to do. Most of us lay around, binge watch Netflix, sit in a chair, lay on a couch. This inertia is causing the demise of the human body. We need to move to be healthy and happy. So dancing. Now, I dance at home, but I really like to dance at the Vine. Every Sunday night, Danny McGaw, I'm there. And it brings me joy. All my clients hear about it all the time. It's like going to church for us. So moving our body to uplifting music, dancing, spending time outside in the sunshine, we need vitamin D to feel good. I stopped eating crappy food. I gave up soda, fast food, long time ago. That was a huge plus, but I also stopped eating anything processed. I ate more leafy greens, more veggies. And, you know, there are foods that are natural serotonin boosters like omega-3s, fatty fish, uh, tryptophan, like turkey, tofu, or nuts. I'm not a big tofu eater, but, hey, if you like it, it's good. If you're vegan, (laughs) I ate more of what I knew was good for me. I stopped eating sweets and high carbs, and here's some things to let go of because with all of these new things coming in, we have to let go of some things that are debilitating. So I forgave everyone. Instead of holding resentment or hatred or, as as some people want to do, revenge, I don't recommend it. It doesn't feel good. (laughs) There's no plus side. Um, So I forgave everybody. And for the anxiety, I took magnesium at night, which helped relax my muscles, helped me sleep deeply, and I loved myself. So the energy clearing that I do, and this is what I do for my clients, it lifts the negativity. It helped me to have a better focus. It made me feel lighter and more positive as well. Okay, so here's another one. This is going to be an eye-opener, I think, for a lot of you. I began doing... No, it wasn't a striptease. I began doing a parasite cleanse every year. Yes. Anxiety and depression are both helped by a parasite cleanse. Do some research. Don't take my word for it. Do your own due diligence. So anxiety especially, but both are are helped by a parasite cleanse. So what can you do? There's a really simple one. It's a tincture. It's black walnut and wormwood. It's like $12, a little bottle. Read the directions. (laughs) You mix it with water. You don't want to take it out of the tube, out of the, the dropper. It's pretty powerful. So most people that eat food have parasites. I'm going to repeat that. Most people that eat food have parasites. Parasites are found on vegetables, in sushi, on pork, 
And if you have cats or dogs, our beloved pets can also give us parasites. So if you do your research, you're going to find everybody has some form of parasites. So how do we know? I know this is a disgusting subject, but here's the the thing is that I got to give you the whole truth, right? And nothing but the truth. So help me God. Okay. So how do we know if we've got parasites? Well, various forms of mental distress are caused by parasites. And that includes depression, anxiety, body aches, headaches, eye aches, visual hallucinations, behavioral changes, and a strange sensation that something is stuck in the head. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. Do you know that diagnoses can go so far as to call the diagnosis schizophrenia when it's parasites? So if you get misdiagnosed with schizophrenia, and you're on pharmaceuticals, your issues go unresolved. So very often these symptoms are treated with antidepressant pharmaceuticals. They go unresolved. So if you have chronic digestive issues, gas, bloating, fatigue, autoimmune disorders, those are all symptoms of parasites. Holy cow! (laughs) The microbiome, our gut, is of great importance for alleviating depression. Why? This is a big one because 95% of serotonin is manufactured in the gut, not the brain. Only 5% of serotonin is manufactured in the brain. So if your gut is out of whack, you're depressed. I want to repeat this. So the gut, if it's out of balance, if you have candida, if you have leaky gut, if you have parasites, The microbiome, the gut bacteria is out of whack. And so if you clear up those things, your depression can resolve without antidepressants. All right. So so what started to happen for me when I started to look back and realize how good I was feeling, I was looking back, wow, I don't have the body pain. I don't have the inflammation. Holy cow, I'm feeling better about myself. As I was lovingly accepting all of myself, this is no small thing, people. I noticed my depression lifted. I began to feel happy. And I'm talking about dancing in the desert happy. I was so freaking happy. You would have thought I was on drugs. Well, my kids thought so. No, they didn't. (laughs) Depression and anxiety do not have to be a life and death sentence. When we change our perspective and become mindful and present in the moment, rather than focusing on the past and the future, we feel whole rather than broken. So here's the other thing. How often do you ask yourself, what's wrong with me? Or how often do you ask what's wrong with your partner? I think we do that too. So when we stop asking what's wrong with me and begin to be grateful for being alive, our lives change. Even in the midst midst of what's going on in this world right now, I am grateful. The first thing I do in the morning is thank you, God, for this day. I woke up. I'm alive. Thank you. 
Gratitude is one of the fastest ways to change our mind. Gratitude opens our hearts and it shifts our focus. So if you want a quick fix, find something to be grateful for. I've even found a way to be grateful for this COVID virus. I have. I am making the greatest dinners. I am taking such really good care of myself. And I'm calling my mother every single day. So we can find something to be grateful for in any moment, even if it's just I'm grateful that I have eyes that see. I'm grateful that I can walk. I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I have meals to cook. So when we feel less fragmented and when we stop pleasing others, we feel stronger. When we stand up for what we believe in rather than worry about what everyone thinks of us, we feel better. So one of my mottos is, what others think of you is none of your business. We have to let others have their own experience, and we have ours. We can't be liked by everyone. Not everyone's going to. We have to be our biggest fan. So if we don't like ourselves, if we don't love ourselves, how can we expect anyone else to? I love you guys for being here. I love you for listening but I love me more. (laughs) I haven't been depressed or anxious since I changed the way I felt about myself. And I've got to tell you, when I was in my 30s, I felt awful. I was filled with guilt and shame, anxiety, depression. I just, I felt awful. I was intensely codependent. I couldn't be alone with myself. Didn't even like myself. So I let go of all that guilt and shame, which reduced me vibrationally. And I've created a package to help those who, like me, have had trauma and eliminated worry. This eliminates worry, anxiety, depression, and even suicidal ideation. Um, It's in audio format. So when you take my depression quiz on my website, you'll find it. There's four tracks there that are going to be in my new audio book and my book, It's All Bullshit. All right. So speaking of, it's all bullshit. So we're going to talk about the lies that we tell ourselves about depression and anxiety, because there are plenty. Uh, One of the biggest lies, though, is that the only way we can cure it is by taking a pill. So I will tell you this. There is no such thing as a quick fix. You can take a pill, but the pill is likely to numb you. I have a client up in Lancaster, California. When her she put her two dogs to sleep, she couldn't cry. When her husband died, she couldn't cry. Antidepressants stop us from feeling anything. They make us feel numb. They don't cure depression. We've got to fix ourselves. We have to love ourselves. We have to change the way we think. We have to get to the root cause. It's what I do. I help you get to the root cause. And what we believe, so if we believe we can't meditate, we won't be able to. If we believe that we're going to have depression forever, we will. You remember what I said when the doctor said to me, oh, you're going to have that 
fibromyalgia the rest of your life? I said, no, no way. I don't buy that. And you know what he told me? He said, you read too much. Well, guess who's pain free? (laughs) So here's the bullshit about depression. What is it that you're telling yourself? What are the lies your depression is telling you? One, I'll never get better. How often have I heard that? Nobody cares. No one understands. No one wants to hang out with me anyway. I'm a burden to everyone. I don't deserve to be healthy. I should punish myself. I'm lazy. I'm letting everyone down. It's too much of an effort to get better. People are judging me. Depression makes me boring. I did this to myself. There's no way to overcome this on my own. Well, those things are all bullshit. But there is hope and you are worth it. And there are many ways to overcome both depression and anxiety. Talk therapy, cognitive therapy, energy healing, exercising, meditating, dancing, singing. So there's a few things that we need to do to help ourselves. A routine. We need to go to bed between 10 and 10.30 every night. Get up at 7, 7.30 in the morning. Get enough sleep. Eat scheduled meals. Have a routine. Take a shower every day. If you're a a lady, a, a woman, do your hair, do your makeup. Make yourself feel good. Do what makes you feel good. Take care of yourself. You deserve it. So I also have, like I said, there's a um, depression quiz on my website. There's also a self-love quiz And I'm offering, especially during this time, 20% off your first service or all of my courses on my website. You know, because of the situation, what's going on in our world today, I want to help you in the best way I know how. And so you can send me an email at jenniferelizabethmasters at gmail.com. My website is jenniferelizabethmasters.com. I have free resources and all kinds of blogs articles, hundreds of YouTube videos to help you right now. Subscribe, share. Thank you so much for being here. And for all of those that that called in, I really appreciate you. And we're going to just spend the last couple of minutes doing a little breathing exercise. And I'm going to ground you and send you off with some love. So um Here we go. So what I'd like you to do is, if you're laying down, uncross anything that's crossed. Take a nice deep breath and breathe in from your belly. All the way up into your chest and exhale completely. Take another big breath from your lower belly. And now take an escalator from your brain down into the center of your chest, into your heart chakra. It's a little trick. It tricks the mind. So you take that escalator down from your brain to your heart and 
from that place, you can touch your chest in the center of your chest. Take another deep breath. Breathe in love. Exhale fear. Breathe in worthiness. Exhale worries. Breathe in love and acceptance. Exhale negativity. Breathe in joy. Exhale anything that you would like to get rid of. Let it go. Breathe in forgiveness. Exhale unforgiveness. Breathe in love. Exhale fear. Breathe in love. Exhale worry. Breathe in love. Exhale agitation. Breathe in love. Exhale restlessness. So now just expand your horizons a little bit. Envision a beautiful bubble of pink light surrounding you. And this bubble of pink light is your protection, your field. And the next inhalation, we're going to breathe in, breathe in love, and then breathe into this bubble of pink light that is around you, strengthening it, strengthening your aura, strengthening your immune system. Take another deep breath. And now this time we're going to bring light in from the top of your head. This light is beautiful, white, shimmery, silvery light, iridescent. that comes down over your head, your face, your neck, relaxing you, soothing you, loving you. All around you, relaxing your back, your shoulders, your arms, your abdomen. Down into your thighs, your knees, your legs, all the way down to your feet, down into the center of the earth, sending any pain that you may be experiencing into the center of the earth, leaving it there. The earth can take care of it. We're going to do this one more time. As you inhale, you're going to breathe in and that energy is going to come through your feet into your knees, your thighs, your abdomen, into your heart. And at the same time, we're going to breathe this beautiful liquid light. It's a gold this time, all the way down, coming down through the top of your head, shimmering gold, bringing you abundance, vibrant health, love, beauty, protection, surrounding your neck, your shoulders, relaxing you, healing you, 
all the way down your arms, down your back, your abdomen, down your thighs, your knees, your calves, your feet, down, down, down into the center of the earth, depositing any pain that you may have in your body. Now, one more time, sending any pain that you have in your body all the way down through your legs, your knees, your feet into the center of the earth. Beautiful. Did a beautiful job. Well, excellent, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to those that called in, Star and Michelle. Thank you. I love you. You are all so loved. And you wouldn't be here on this planet right now if you didn't have a reason to be. So make it count and love yourself fearlessly. I am Jennifer Elizabeth Masters. My website is jenniferelizabethmasters.com. Thank you for being here. Stay present, stay mindful, and love you. Have a really good night, everyone. Going back, I'm going back, I'm going back to loving me. High and low, hot and cold, I looked everywhere for what I need. But now I know, now I know. I'm going back to loving me. Through the pain, the fire it made, I wouldn't change a single thing. Found a way to make it work, stronger for the road that hurt. But now I know. Everywhere for what I need But now I know Now I know I'm going back To loving